everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan back as we have officially reached the end of the baseball season. Always a sad, sad morning to wake up to, realizing that baseball is gone until late March. Um, but Sean, it definitely went out with a bang with a, a game seven and the Nats coming back in an elimination game once again. Just an amazing, amazing story. And obviously you would have rather have seen the Yankees in the World Series. But I think this was next best scenario for um, you know Yankee fans just because the Nats were such a great story. And they were really fun to follow this whole postseason. Yeah, I was pulling pretty hard for the for the Nats. Um, I really don't have anything against the Astros aside from their assistant, the way they handled that whole thing. But that's not the player's fault with the assistant GM, and uh, I don't like Osuna. But other than that, um, it's really you know I don't have anything against any of their players like some people do. I think Bregman is fun, and I think he's good for the game. Um, but. Yeah, I was really pulling pretty hard for the Nationals. I really, I love watching Strauss. Um, well, yeah, I love watching Strasburg pitch, but I love watching Scherzer pitch too. And Doolittle seems like a really fun, really good guy. So um, I was really happy to see them win. And, um, I mean, I know none of the games came down to like nail biting at the end, but Game Seven was pretty much all you could ask for. With you know, you had a crazy lead change late in the game. It, it was really fun and. Um, Howie Kendrick, who kills the Yankees every time he gets a chance. It was nice to see him come up big uh, against somebody else, although, of course, he did against the Dodgers in the division series. Yeah, the, um, I was watching the game unfold and just thinking, can you imagine how much Yankee fans would be roasting Aaron Boone right now if he was A.J. Hinch? Because oh. he, uh, leaving Cole in the bullpen, and there, there were some other other things uh, that was the, that, that was the worst managed postseason game I think I've, I've like watched all the way through this postseason I mean Hinch with uh, I mean what's his who, who came in Will Harris yeah he was obviously roasted I mean the game before and I think uh, Hinch said he was running on fumes you know after his last appearance why not just go to Osuna there and then go to Cole for the rest of the game I haven't really checked this morning, but did Cole say like he was not feeling well getting ready? Because that was really weird to me that they never went to Cole. No, um, I don't. I don't know if you saw Twitter after the game, but Cole was. Uh, he didn't directly say it, but he made it, it. To me, he made it pretty clear that he was upset that he didn't come in, and he was already moving on to uh, free agency. He took post-game interviews with his Scott Boris company hat on and then <laughs> and then said and then when he was asked to speak after the game he said well I'm not an employee of the team anymore um and then like apparently paused for a second and then he was and then like agreed to uh to take questions <laughs> after that wow yeah wow wow so uh, I, I think uh <laughs> I think that would mean he's ready to move on. Um, he's oh okay. So he said, "I'm not an employee of the of the team." He said, um, "Was and, it after midnight?" Oh yeah, it was after midnight. By the time they got to it, 
And then he said, I guess as a representation of myself. And then he started talking. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's, uh, that escalated pretty, I mean, that just screams to me, someone who wanted to pitch, thought he should have pitched like everybody else did, but then, um, yeah, then after the game, A.J. Hinch said he wasn't going to go to Cole unless they had a lead and were going to win. He was planning on having him closing the game if they got to that point, so A.J. Hinch channeling his inner buck show, Walter. Yeah, interesting. And, uh, yeah, Martinez, uh, if, if the Nationals had lost that game by one run, leaving Strasburg in that one was, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep doing that, Scherzer was quite the, uh, quite the, uh, decision. Yeah. But anyway, um, well, I guess Garrett Cole and, and Steven Strasburg, since I keep saying his name, bring us to today's topic. Yes, it does. Those are, um... Well, I mean, Garrett Cole's already a free agent. Steven Strasburg can become a free agent, something we'll find out soon because they have, what, just a, a few days now um, bef before those decisions can be announced. But that brings us to the topic of the day, which is um, our, our wish list for the Yankees. Obviously, last year when we, uh, when we did this, the names were obvious ones like Manny Machado or Bryce Harper and um, Patrick Corbin, which would looked like it would have been a really nice pickup after um, this postseason last night included. That was definitely frustrating to watch. But um, but anyway, now we move on to this offseason where Cole will be available, where um, Strasburg might be available, Rendon will be available. So, I mean, I guess just to get the obvious out of the way, I would say number one on both of our wish lists is, is Garrett Cole, I would assume, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... Actually, I kind of made, like, what I, what I hope the roster looks like, and I have Garrett Cole as my option number one in the rotation. Um, and I, I guess we're probably both in agreement that if not Cole, it's Strasburg. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. If the Yankees, if the Yankees don't get Cole, if he wants to go um, out to the West Coast, and the Angels or or a team out west are able to, um, or not able, they, they'll be able if they're willing to spend that money. Um, and the Yankees that just aren't in the running, that's fine. Then, then yeah, then turn all your attention to Strasburg and, and go get him. I totally agree. Do you think Strasburg opts out? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean. I don't know. How could you not after this after this postseason and and how he pitched in the second half of the regular season as well? I mean, I get it. He's he just turned thirty one, but but hey, he's <laughs> he's been saved in his young years, so he doesn't have as many miles on his arm. When does he have to decide by? Uh, I can't. I think you got a week till after the World Series. Is that usually? I how think it goes? I think it's five days. Five. I feel like the Nationals attack on some years and, and some money and just, just kind of do what the Yankees did with CC uh, after the 2011 season. Um, but who knows? Because, you know what? The Nationals aren't afraid to spend money on starting pitching. And, you know, I, I think this postseason kind of showed us that there's a lot of different groups to win the World Series. You could build a strong rotation. You could have a strong bullpen. Um, 
could just be pretty even all around. But um, I mean, the bottom line is you have to be willing to take on some money. Uh, the, the Red Sox showed that last year with Martinez and Sale and Price, and this year with the Nationals with Strasburg and um, Scherzer and um, and Corbin. So hopefully the Yankees get the memo. Yeah, I mean, if this was um, definitely a postseason for the starting pitchers, they went deep into ball games. Bullpen usage was down, even with teams like the Yankees, Rays, and even the Astros um, having to deploy bullpen days. But guys like Strasburg and Cole and Scherzer went deep into games and, and pitched really well. And, um, and yeah, I mean, you want, you want those high-profile starters so your bullpen is more of a, of a fresh and, I guess, unfamiliar commodity. And I think that's something Zach Britton alluded to after the Yankees got bounced in the ALCS, that the bullpen was a little tired from being used so much. And, and like, I, I understand and appreciate the Yankees and Aaron Boone's strategy through the regular season. Don't use any of your relievers three days in a row. Keep them fresh for the playoffs. But, you know, you can keep those arms fresh during the postseason, but if... <laughs> If if guys enter a postseason fresh and then they're and then they're used to that amount in a short span of time, like they're still going to get tired. It's not like yeah. it's not like they're going to stay fresh because they, you know, weren't overused months before. It's if they're being used a lot at that point, they're still they're still going to get tired. Um, well, I mean, I th- I think the point of that was just to get them through the whole season and into the playoffs fresh, and then once the playoffs start you know, anything happens. And I mean, we've seen that before with guys who, you know, by August are shot. And I mean, I, I know that Ottavino struggled and, um, uh, Canely wasn't exactly himself as we got towards October, but none of those guys to me going into the playoffs seemed like they had been overused and, and cast. So I think we went in, in a healthy spot. It's just, you know, like you said, at some point, if you don't have the starting pitching, you're using all of your bullets every single night and uh, adding a starting pitcher like Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg helps you save some of those bullets. And I mean, I, I put together like sort of what I thought the roster should look like for next year. And I, I wonder if you have any thoughts. This is kind of what I think the starting rotation should look like. You should have Cole, Paxton, Severino, Tanaka, and then Montgomery as your fifth starter. Does I that think make that's, sense to you? I think that's perfect. Now, I guess we should play a little devil's advocate. Well, not devil's advocate. Because obviously you could put Strasburg in for Cole. Nothing changes. But let's say they don't get either of those big fish. Where do you think the Yankees pivot to? Because I think they know they have to add a starting pitcher. Yeah. I mean, do they? <laughs> I can totally I can totally picture the Yankees saying, oh, we're confident going into this season with a, a healthy um, – season of Severino and Montgomery. And uh-huh. I mean, Cashman was already talking, or Boone was already talking about how the loss of Herman before the postseason was a real reason they weren't able to move on. So, I mean, they could wind up bringing him back as, as annoying as that would be. I mean, just from like, well, I mean, he's going to be back. It's just going to be after a lengthy suspension. Yeah. I wish they just wouldn't, but, um, I guess. I, I mean, I understand it. that. Like, it's that's such a annoying thing to have to 
watch a guy like this. But at least it's not like they're going out and actively trying to to get him. You know what I mean? Like they like the Astros did with Osuna while he's suspended. Like the Yankees did with Chapman twice. Like at least it's just like all right, this is one of our guys. We're stuck with him. But anyway, I still don't want to watch him pitch and wish they would move him. But um, anyway, so if the Yankees don't get one of those guys, they go with maybe a more cost-effective route. Where where do you think they go? I don't. I think I feel like if they aren't going to throw money at. Uh, either of those top two, assuming Strasburg's even available, I think then they start exploring probably trade options. I would maybe try to do another move like they did for Paxton. That's possible. Um, I don't know. I still think they would maybe. I mean, they've been linked to Zach Wheeler several times. Yeah, that, that's a that's a possible one. I'm not a big fan of, but I mean, I know he had what. Four seven war this year, but still, I'm not a big big fan. I think they should go all out. Oh no, I do too. But yeah, I, I could see Zach Wheeler coming in. I mean, um, he would probably. I mean, he would be an upgrade over. Um, I mean, where where would he slot into the? Ro- all right, so if they go, if they settle for for Wheeler, then you're looking at a rotation of what Paxton Severino. We, uh, Wheeler Tanaka or Tanaka Wheeler Montgomery something mm-hmm. of, something like that. Yeah. Um, just looking at the uh, starting pitching free agents sorted by their war. There's Garrett Cole and then Strasburg and then and then Hyunjin Ryu. Thirty yeah. thirty three years old. I don't I don't know if um I don't know if the Yankees go after him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, those are really the only three. I'm, I'm looking. There's really not much out there in terms of who the Yankees could trade for. Unless they get, like, Kluber or something like that. Yeah, well, if the Yankees are trading with Cleveland, just make it for Lindor. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm looking at who's a free agent in two years because I figured they wouldn't want to move heaven and earth for a guy that's only around for one year. There's really not much that they could grab. I mean, Kluber's a free agent. You want to go get Lance Lynn? <laughs> um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to get one of the big fish because anybody else on this list doesn't excite me. I know Ryu has you know, had a great year, but he's 33. Yeah, and he faltered in the second half. Yeah. I, I'm not huge on Wheeler. Same with Odorizzi. What about um, do the Yankees um, show up a year late and sign Keuchel to, like, a one-year deal? I think Kyle will get more than one year, but I mean, I would give him three if he wanted it. But that's still, you know what the problem is with that? It's just another above average, but not great starting pitcher. Yeah, no, the Yankees I want need an to, anger. Yeah, no, I agree. The Yankees need to change this narrative that they've had since basically signing CeCe. Um, well, no, uh, to, to be fair, they, they did go out and get Tanaka, which has been, which has been a great contract. Like they, mm-hmm. that, that's the confusing part of it. The Yankees, the last couple times the Yankees have splashed in these rare occasions for starting pitchers have been CC and Tanaka and they've both panned out really well. And to a lesser extent, Kuroda, who was awesome. I mean, wasn't yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's still. definitely, that's definitely, uh, not as much of a, of a splash, but he was yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know. I is there anybody that you're afraid they might get who would be a disaster? Um, no, I, like I don't, I don't. I was, <laughs> I was on Bleacher Report this morning looking at like free agent projections, and somebody said Mad Bum would get five years, one ten. What? Yeah, I'm like, you aren't watching baseball. Um, if he gets that, good for him, I guess. But I, I, if the Yankees get Bumgarner, I will. Please, no. Yeah, amazing, really... amazing history, amazing legacy, but don't pay for his legacy. No, yeah, I, I, he'd probably be mine where I would, I would be like, what the hell? Um, but, I mean, to be honest, like, especially lately, my my fear is more of, like, who the Yankees aren't going to try to get than who they are going to get. That's fair. But, uh, I, but I agree. If, if the Yankees got Bumgarner, you're like, this type of pitcher at, at Yankee Stadium, like, what do you, at, at this age, with this many innings on his arm, it would just, it would make, it would make no sense. I, I bet a lot of the fans would go nuts, all proven postseason pitcher, but I would not be excited. Gotcha. Um, and I guess this, this, this leaves out half. What are you doing with him? Try your best to package him into, into a trade. I don't know. I Um, think him and him and him and Clint are going somewhere together. That's that could, that could work. I I think that'll probably be what happens. Um, bullpen. So, I would like Chapman to opt out and not come back. And Britton slide into the closer's role. He was great last year. Seems like his injury is definitely behind him. He was fantastic in the postseason as well. So then you still have... um, You still have high-profile guys of Britton, Adovino, um, Canely. Does Canely need to be re-signed, right? Or does he have one more year? No, he's got one more year. All right, so then you're good there. You got Green. Um, I don't know how long. I don't know how long Batansis is going to need with that Achilles injury. Obviously, looking at Britain, it's it's not a good sign. But I really would love for the Yankees to try to to try to bring him back. I mean, he. Well, you know, in in his point two innings of work, Dylan Batansis posted a zero point one WAR, which is higher <laughs> than um, David Phelps and Sean Kelly. <laughs> Former Yankee legends. Well, there you go. That's all you need to know. That's all he needs to bring to the negotiating table. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's enough. And, and and hey, maybe um, maybe maybe Holder could come back and and be a little more of what he was in 2018 if he's healthy. Quiet and, you. <laughs> at a more in a more realistic scenario, Jonathan Loisga has such nasty stuff. If he can just locate it and not get into these stretches where he walks people and gets himself in the trouble, he could be a really, really good reliever. That's fair. So, I mean, that might be something that can't be sorted out until spring training and you see him again in, in game action, but I don't know. I'm kind of prepared for Chapman to opt out, and if he does, I, I am really hoping the Yankees just say goodbye. I think they're going to – my prediction is they'll wind up keeping him in some form or another. Um Maybe they'll throw on an extra year at the end of the deal. I, th- I think the bullpen looks uh, almost exactly like it looks last year. I think you have Chapman, Britton Green, 
Canely, Adovino, Loisa, Cassessa, and then Batances maybe signs a qualifying offer. I yeah, think the Yankees. I feel like the Yankees will go the qualifying offer route, and we'll get this with Didi on both their guys because it's a one-year risk that doesn't tie them up financially long-term. Sorry, I'm yawning. That's okay. Maybe at the Sorry thought of, you. Maybe at the thought of Chapman being back is what's bringing on that yawn. But um, we wa- we watch Chapman pitch differently if you're yawning when he's in. <laughs> it's more of a. I'm just sick of him. Yeah. But I agree. He definitely make thing makes things interesting at times. And 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 then just to keep it to strictly on the field performance, he was great again last year. Mm-hmm. Um but it's more it's it's more just I don't want to watch him on the Yankees anymore. So if he opts out, it's the perfect out. And and the Yankees have plenty of arms to make up for it. I mean, yeah, I mean, Sessa had was amazing last year. He could probably slide right in. Uh, yeah, I agree. Sessa Sessa can. Um, be so you're in on the Sessa train role. now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, Love it it took months of him pitching well for me to to be for me to soften up. I also would be equally not surprised if he gets bombed to start the year next year. But as of right now, I think he's a fine bullpen option. Um. I don't know who the new pitching coach is going to be, um, but hopefully maybe they can work with Loisaga a little bit to make him an effective bullpen arm. I, I just look, I, I get it. Losing Chapman would be would make the Yankees bullpen worse. But I really don't want this to be another offseason of the Yankees just throwing all their, you know, allotted money that they allow themselves to spend at more relievers. It's I mean, we've we've seen it before. You need you need high, a high profile. You need a high profile starter. You can load up the bullpen all you want, but if they get, if they get overused or teams see them too much in, in the span of a week, which was which is a playoff series, then it it doesn't last. Yeah, I agree. I think you know if they add one year onto Chapman and bring back Batances, I think that's all you need to do in terms of going to the outside. That's it. All right, so we've got our pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Pitching right. staff is done. Let's make a run around the horn. Is uh, Luke Voigt your first baseman? Is Greg Bird getting another shot now that he's down in the uh, in the Dominican League? Really don't like the way he's swinging down there. We're watching all <laughs> no. his games, checking up on his stats. Uh, they don't have the Statcast data down there. A little upset, but I think it's two seventeen average or whatever it was the last time I looked. I mean, I don't care about that. He just came back from missing the entire year. Like... Uh, no, this is my infield actually. Uh, Voigt. DJ, Torres, Didi. I think Didi comes back, and here's why. Here's your free agent. Here's your free agent shortstops: Jose Iglesias, Elvis Andrews, Freddie Galvis, Didi Gregorius, Hechevarria, Jordy Mercer. Yankees are definitely going to offer Didi a qualifying offer, and I think he takes it. I agree. I was very concerned that Didi was not coming back before he came back from his injury because of how LeMahieu was performing and the fact that it was, and Torres too, and it was starting to look like um, that maybe there just wasn't a spot for him, but, but he really struggled coming back from that injury, which I think is normal. I mean, we saw that with Corey Seager, so... Um, hopefully the Yankees extend him that qualifying offer and that he takes it because 
it might not uh might not see much more on the on the free agent market and they bring him back and Absolutely. and yeah, yeah i i agree i think that's exactly what the infield looks like um before we get I to have, third base you know yeah i have urshela and Andujar in this mix as well and i think Andujar becomes the backup first baseman and the designated hitter interesting the thing the thing i wonder is do you split time with Andujar at third and first to try to see if he could work out some of his defensive i mean his hands are fine it's his arm that that screws everything up i think it'd be a fine first baseman um, yeah we'll see I, I mean i think it was i think it was eno saris on the athletic that like did a historical dive on really bad defensive third baseman and how yeah. they, and um and some of them turn into okay um either first baseman or outfielders but usually they're not able to figure it out at, at the hot corner um, yeah that's why i think if you have Vo- uh, Voight Andujar at first i mean that you, you, Andujar just basically takes the place of Encarnacion on last year's roster that's all it is right back up the first baseman at a dh and then you have two guys that well you have three guys that could play first Boyd, DJ, Andujar, two guys that could play third, DJ and Urshela, two that could play short, Didi and Torres, and two that could play second, Torres and DJ. So you're backed up wherever you are. I think that's a really good flow. And with the DH position, you're getting all these guys at plenty of at-bats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be the, the only concern, getting them all time, I guess. I mean, just assuming Voight stays healthy and, and gets back to how he was performing before the abdominal injury because a lot of people forget. I mean, even... He carried before, them in the first half. Exactly. Before before Voight started dealing with these core issues, he had not regressed a bit. He was still a great hitter. Um, so that's... That would be huge if, if Voight can, can come back for a healthy season. And, um, and yeah, the, the Andohar situation is going to be interesting especially if Urshela can put together another season like he did last year because even he he, even he's a guy that we were waiting to uh to fall off and he did have a pretty rough September but I I don't know I liked how he swung the bat in the postseason he was you know he had a bunch of hard hit balls that died at the track that probably would have went out if they were using the regular season balls and um and then he had a fantastic game six in the ALCS yeah, he um, he made a lot of contact too in the postseason, and I think you know he was a little banged up there towards the end. But yeah, and that doesn't even that doesn't even mention his uh, his value in the field. No, yeah, I I, I obviously they're going to keep him on because he's under team control for so long. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you go with that infield, it allows you a lot of flexibility, and um, right now, just with the way I mean, Stanton can play left field. I think we saw that that's what they want to do with him. Opening up the DH for Andujar really is like having a young Encarnacion. Maybe not as much power, but you know, I, I like to keep Andujar in the fold. And the nice thing about the offense is when I put it together, there's really only one free agent that the Yankees need to sign out of this whole wall, two if you two counting DD. And that would be in the outfield. They would pull me to add one there. So I mean I think you keep the infield as is, it gives you a lot of flexibility and a lot of talent too. I mean the guys we said would be shocked if any of them were all stars next year. Probably not. Yeah, I maybe, agree. Maybe maybe Didi coming back or Urshela repeating, but I mean they all pl- have played to all star caliber levels at some point in their career. Yeah. Um, catcher's easy. Sanchez and Higgy. I think that's just what we know because Romine will go as a free agent. 
All right, so then that uh, that takes us to the outfield. I think the Yankees will actually sign the free agent outfielder that put up the most war last year. This might be surprising to you. Mm, is it Gardner? It is Brett Gardner. <laughs> of all the all the free agent outfielders, Brett Gardner led the pack with three point six wins above replacement. He did have he did have a fantastic offensive season. Is is there concern that the that the league is going to stick with the postseason baseballs, which could it it sounds silly, but could really impact his uh, offensive output next year? Um, I think it can, but at the same time, Gardner always sees a lot of pitches, works good counts. Um, yeah, and plays a good you know, outfield. Plays yeah, plays a good center field. Hopefully, he's only the center fielder for the first half of the season, and you get Hicks back. But I mean, my outfield is Judge Gardner, Stanton, and Talkman. So, um, yep, that's Gardner's mine. The only I think they let Maven walk. Uh, did a great job here, but you know, Talkman adds a lefty bat. Maven, you know, and Gardner are kind of a redundancy, sort of just different sides of the plate. Uh, and Gardner's the superior defender at this point. So, I mean, that's what I do with the outfield. Are you worried about Stanton being out there too much, or do you think he just doesn't skip leg day? This offseason comes in. Uh, um, no, I'm I'm definitely worried about him being out there too much because you know it looks like all it takes is one another knee injury and it could it could plague his season again. But this is what they this is what they brought him here for. It's not it's not like he's Brett Gardner's age. Like he he should be able to put a a season in the outfield, which he did when he was with the Marlins on an everyday basis. He didn't have the luxury of being a DH for the first what, eight seasons of, of his career. So, really, he, sh- he should be fine. And he did it, and he did it just fine in, in 2018. So, yeah. if he's healthy, I don't have I don't have concern. But, like we've seen, all it takes is, is one injury. But I, th- I think Stan should be your opening day and every day left, uh, left fielder with, with judge and right. And then center field, the Yankees probably bring back bring back Gardner, lock him up quickly on, on a one-year deal. Also, because there's not really any other uh, outfield options uh, on the free agent market, that would be much of an upgrade. And then you see what you have with, with Talkman next year and see if he can um, continue his upward trajectory that he showed last season. And then, like you said, probably trade Clint, Clint Frazier for, for something. Because it doesn't look like uh, they want him there anymore. Yeah. That leaves just one more player because we're going with a 26-man roster next year. Oh, yeah. So I would think it would be Tyler Wade because he offers so much versatility. Um, outfield, infield, bunch of speed. I don't think they add another pitcher to that mix, especially with the three-batter minimum because you're going to be using less pitchers, I would assume. So I yeah, would say Tyler true. Wade becomes your 26-man. Yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. We're done. Look at that. Um, We've got a team. 2020 World Series champs. I mean, honestly, though, I mean, if your lineup is DJ, if you have LeMahieu, Judge, Torres, Stanton, um, Sanchez, Voigt, Didi, Gardner, with Andujar in there at DH, it's a hell of a lineup. 
Oh, no, that is absolutely a, a World Series contending team. Obviously, the big um, question would be the starting rotation. Is it headlined by Garrett Cole, or is it headlined by Paxton with Wheeler in the middle? I mean, that that's, I think, uh, what could... Um, make or break the team in terms of in terms of a world series and hopefully hopefully Cashman strays from his mindset a little bit. I mean, he's it's pretty clear he's focused on just getting to the postseason and win the division so you can avoid the wild card game, but then the rest is a crapshoot. I mean, I get it. The Nationals were a wild card team and they made it and won the World Series, but as as amazing of a story that is, you still want to give yourself the best chance to come out on top of that crapshoot and that's by putting together the best team plain and simple yeah and I mean we saw it this year the Yankees and the Astros were at the top of the American League from wire to wire and they fought till the end of the American League basically and um you know they Nationals since the end of May best teams in the National League so Mm -hmm. it's not like that they came out of nowhere they just never caught up to the Braves and you know we would probably think about it differently if they did, but they did a great job, and, and, you know, it's a team that's not afraid to spend money, and the Yankees lost out because of money on, on one of their key contributors in Game 7, Patrick Corbin. <laughs> you can argue two of them, because they didn't yeah. go after Scherzer years ago. I mean, think about it. If they had gotten Scherzer, we'd probably have the 2017 World Championship, and possibly this year. Yeah, you can say the same thing if they got Verlander. With that damn luxury tax, even though they didn't pass on him, they just you know, didn't want it. Yeah, exactly. They what are you thinking? What are you thinking, Sweeney? <laughs> oh man, I was so happy for Sweeney. Don't yeah, that was a great, fair question. Very happy he asked it because it's what a lot of fans are thinking. Mm-hmm. And all right, um, I'll ask. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, I feel like we always get one Ninja Cashman move every year. It's hard to predict. Like last year was the Paxton one. The year before it was the John Carlos Stanton trade. Give me, give me one Ninja Cash move this offseason that you can see happening. <laughs> um, this would be way out there, but if if it were to happen, I would say Lindor. Okay. Like Jason Dominguez is is in that deal, and Debbie Garcia, and that the Yankees pretty much empty their their top prospects to get them which which i would be fine with i mean top top prospects are are um intriguing on paper but established stars have already proven what top prospects are trying to prove and i mean lindor's bat left lefty bat in, in yankee stadium would be uh you know it, it would be sad because it would mean they probably wouldn't um bring Didi back but that would be something that'd be a good one what about you I feel like he's going to try to move Stan. I don't know if he could do it, but I feel like he's going to try to. I I don't doubt he would try to, um, but I also just don't know who would take on that that contract. Yeah, I I mean, maybe they make a deal with the Dodgers and take on some bad money and throw in a couple good prospects, but that's all I can think of. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I I think they move half in, in a similar way that they moved Gray last year. Um, except Tap has less upside than Gray. But that's it. All right, well, there's there's our team. We got to pour one out, though, for uh, Larry Rothschild, uh, my wife's favorite Yankee. What? He's gone. <laughs> <laughs>
my wife, for some reason, loves Larry Rothschild because he never laughs and always looks serious. Hey, so. he does laugh. We have that picture of him in the dugout with, um, who was he with when you, <laughs> that one, was it CeCe? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Yeah, he, he showed a little emotion. But yeah, uh, I mean, I think we all knew something was going to happen with the pitching. I just hope the Yankees don't think this is what saves them in terms of pitching because there's there's more work to be done. It's yeah. not just getting a new coach. No, absolutely. Cool. Well, World Series is over. We're officially in the long off season. That yeah, stinks. that does stink. So now, now it gets hard. What are we What are we looking forward to this week? Where there's no baseball, both of our hockey teams suck, and the Devils lose that game last night. I saw they blew the lead. Oh, six. they lost. They lost. They lost seven six in overtime. They uh, they are addicted to blowing multi goal leads at home. It's very it's very weird. Very frustrating. It's an odd trend. Yeah. So they stink. Um, the Knicks stink. I thought you were getting Knicks playoff tickets last night. <laughs> yeah, but then they lost last night. <laughs> so the playoff tickets are put on hold. But keep my World Series fun ready in, in case the Knicks, Knicks make the finals. Uh, I mean, I guess what I'm looking forward to is it's my anniversary on Sunday with my wife. So I guess I'm looking forward to that. But it's actually my niece's christening. Uh, on my wife's side, so that's what we're doing. So, an uneventful first anniversary. Yeah, wow, that's that doesn't sound like the <laughs> doesn't sound like the most exciting way to celebrate it. I mean, we're, but it's know, exciting we're, for the family. We're, yeah, we're boring. We weren't going to do anything fun anyway, most likely. Yeah. Um. But I mean, today is the. 18-year anniversary, I guess, of Tino tying the game with two outs in the ninth against the Diamondbacks, so I'm looking forward to watching that replay after this call. <laughs> I guess I'm looking forward to the to the next day, watching the Jeter one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that's about all we got. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm just looking forward to celebrating my anniversary with my wife, and yeah, just counting down the days till opening day. Not great, not great. Uh, no, I guess I'm looking forward to the start of college basketball season. That's in about five days. And I'd say aside from MLB, that's probably the sport that I, uh, get the most enjoyment out of, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the Notre Dame just can't win a big game to save their lives and in football. So yeah, I'll have to watch college basketball, but yeah, it's about all I got. Um, I don't know. Oh, I meant to ask you. Went to one really good game this postseason. Uh, did any of the games from this season that you went to crack your top top five all time? Of games that we've been to? Yeah. Uh, probably. I mean, eh, let's see. I mean, I, I'd say, I'd say that I'd say Jeter's last game and the two wild card games are probably in my top five. Because I mean, as much as I hate being in the wild card game, it's pretty thrilling when they uh, are winning them, especially in in the way they won both. They, they were both exciting games. Yeah. Um, the '99 ALCS. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I guess I guess the ALCS game five this year. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd put game five probably as my my fifth game. I, I'd agree that the cheater game is tops. 
Uh, I haven't been to either wild card game, but I'd put the uh, I'd put the bird game in it in one of those spots. Ninety nine LCS in there too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess that's 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 that other game is in there now. All right, cool. Well, we did get something exciting out of this season. Now the season is over, which sucks, but hopefully there's some exciting news to follow this winter, and um, we'll be here for all of it. And thanks, everyone, again for listening all season, and look forward to having you stick with us all winter. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. Let's go spend some money. <laughs>